Hello, mystics. Welcome back to another beautiful installment of Awakening Stories. This is a space where we invite women and mystical women to come on and tell their stories and share their lessons and offer guidance. And we like to laugh a little bit too and giggle as much as we can, which is always exciting and fun. <laughs> Today, I have a beautiful wellness coach, a Reiki master, a Reiki teacher of the Sacred Pathway Academy. She's also an intuitive oracle card reader, and she's has a bright, beautiful, glowing energy. We met on pod or on Clubhouse in a podcast room, and I'm so excited to finally connect with you again. Please welcome Allison Rosal. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday? I am so good. How are you doing today? I'm really excited about our conversation. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm a little tired, a little cold, but we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is it cold where you are? Um, yeah, it's been cold. I mean, I live in the South, but you know, oh, so it's, it's like 50 degrees. No, actually we've been getting them like the twenties and thirties lately. No, so, that is yeah, cold. Oh my gosh. That is cold for us. <laughs> I love the South though. I love Georgia and I love, um, when I've been to Texas a few couple times, it's, it was beautiful. I love it down there. Yeah. I'm in Georgia. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I got stung by a jellyfish twice at Tybee oh. in Georgia, but that's okay. <laughs> oh. I know it was horrible. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> how did your spiritual journey actually begin, Allison? How did this all start for you? Oh, wow. So for me, it actually started, um, I feel like all of my life, I've kind of been on a spiritual journey. I come from uh, a family of, of people who are ministers um, in Christian faith. Um, and I believe there may even be some Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know. We just got, that's all there. So I feel like I've always been on a journey, but if I had to really pinpoint of where those ahas and spiritual awakenings came forth, it would have to be around the time where my son was about to graduate from high school. Um, I was, you know, always in mommy mode, like mom, just central. I Everything about my life was my son. He's my only child. I had him when I was young. So we basically grew up together, you know, so he was everything. And he was about to graduate from high school. And I, I really sat with that and I started to panic and I was like, oh, uh, so this is it. Like he's about to graduate and then be 18. He's not going to need me anymore. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? Like, I just really was, I felt lost. I felt so like lost in that moment because my whole identity is now in question. And so then it made me start examining myself of, well, then who am I then? And that's what kind of started the ball rolling as far as me going on a journey of me finding me. And as I was going along in this journey of finding me, I started a blog back on, you know, the blogger days of Google. <laughs> I remember those days well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started a blog and I was talking about my life and my journey 
um, as an empty nester now and coming to the realization that I don't really know myself. I don't really have as good a relationship with with God, spirit as I wanted to because the way I was taught growing up, going to church, it wasn't intimate of a relationship with the divine. Mm-hmm. And so it's it sounds cliche, but it's kind of like when I found myself, that's when I found God. That's when I found my spirituality. That's when the awakening really happened for me. So I, I don't want to ramble because I can go on and on talking about it. <laughs> Say whatever that's kind of how I get started. Yeah. You know, the what you said about um, if I'm not a mom, who am I? I feel like a lot of people can really relate to that, especially moms, but parents in general, because um, yeah. you pour your, so much of yourself into your children and your family. And and women in general tend to kind of just be natural givers anyway. So if I'm not taking care of somebody, what's my what's my role? You know, um, and that's where spirituality really does come in because it's answering those big questions, whether it's with the Christian faith or with, you know, something like Reiki, like what you do or Oracle cards. Um, it, it helps answer that question. Yes, it does. And I was, I was grateful that I knew enough, even in my, my Christian faith, um, which I'm not a practicing Christian anymore. Um, I'm more spiritual, more free spirit, I've always been a free spirit. Yeah. But I knew enough to leave myself open to the possibilities. And that's how things started to come um, to me more and more. So, yes, that it really gave me a lot of the answers. Um, They didn't all come at once. Oh, yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) that'd be overwhelming. Yes. Bread crumbs. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. uh, you only receive as much guidance and intuitive downloads as you're ready to receive in this moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Because um, if you're the, the divine knows what you can handle, what you need to do in that moment and what needs to be put aside for, mm, she can have that, but not right now, cause she still got some stuff she gotta work out. So we just gonna put that to the side. And as she goes along, she'll get more breadcrumbs and she'll get closer to that. So yes, thank goodness for the breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it's like a layer, you know, you, you have your outer layer and you work through that and then you get deeper and deeper and deeper and you get ultimately get closer and closer to God or the universe or whatever word you want to yes. assign exactly. to it. You know, I've had a lot of women on awakening stories who have backgrounds in specifically Christian religions, um, myself included. I grew up Lutheran and then I decided to baptize myself as um, Catholic when I was 16. So um, I think that's a really common thread where we know that there's God there. But the, like mm-hmm. you said it perfectly, like it's not intimate enough in the organized religion. So how do you build that intimacy with source with God for you? Well, first and foremost is realizing that I'm not able to do it by myself, that I'm going to need some kind of guidance, some somewhere, someone is going to have to help open this door for me. You know, yes, when we go on our journey for for ourselves, we it is us. But again, it's that being open to the community to have someone to speak life 
into your life. So um, I started researching and looking at different things because as a black woman in America, um, there's that part of me that's missing, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, it and absolutely it's, does. There's that part of my heritage that's that I'll never know. And I always felt robbed of that, mm -hmm. but determined at the same time to somehow find a way to reconnect with it. So for my spiritual journey of finding myself, it's for me personally going through the channels and finding people who can help me fill those blanks in to introduce me to things that I know are out there, but I, I want to know it in a way that's not the Hollywood version of it. I want to know it in a way that's not the way that, you know, the church said it's evil. It's this, it's that. I want to know what is it? What is it really? So in my personal journey, what really opened the door was the, the um, acknowledgement and understanding and learning about how to bring my ancestors into um, my spiritual journey. They've always been there. I've mm -hmm. always in my way, own way welcomed them, but really understanding what that means and how to um, embrace that part of myself started opening more and more doors for me. I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of went. <laughs> no, 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 you did. You followed your guidance um, because you connected with your heritage and with your ancestors. And I can relate to that a little bit because I know connecting with my own ancestors and like where they came from and what they experienced helped me to as well. It was obviously different, but um, a similar path taken Sure. To a similar result, but for different reasons. And that's what I love about spirituality is that everyone has their own ways of kind of getting to the same conclusions yeah. uh, where the goal, quote, air quote, the goal is to get closer to God. Um, yeah. But how do you do that is is dependent upon you. And I do find that at least the more women that I talk to, especially black women, they tend to find that through ancestral healing. Um, yeah. So. Just it is a cool thread, a cool breadcrumb, I think, anyway. And I think it's a lot of things that women can connect to, especially black yeah. women. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. And and <clears throat> everyone has access to their ancestors. Mm -hmm. Um and that's the beautiful part of it. For us in our traditions, in in African traditions, ancestor reverence is huge. It's like you don't make a move without acknowledging and reverencing them. And when I started doing that, it brought me so much peace. And I, it felt like, oh my God, now there's that part of me that was missing. And I understand it. And I learn more and more as I go along in this journey. And then once I realized that there are parts of me that I can bring to kind of bridge that, that Western part and then that African part that I can bridge that gap and it doesn't have to be an either or it can be a this and I was good that oh. brought me a lot of peace so that gave me chills I love that I love that because it's it's bringing together parts of all the parts of yourself of who you are in this lifetime yes awesome that's beautiful yeah. 
just sit in that beautiful energy just created by saying that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Lovely. So then keeping that in mind, what do your like normal spiritual practices look like? Like on a day to day, on a month to month, like what do you do to build that connection, build to bridge that gap? Beautiful. Um, so I, when I get up in the morning, I immediately go into gratitude, like, you know, give thanks for this day. Now my day to day, as a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master, Reiki is going to be somewhere in my day um, because it just helps me. Um, it helps me so much to connect with myself, with my ancestors, with God. I think that was one of the most beautiful things about Reiki as I practiced it more and more. Um, and I realized that the way that it opens you up to be able to have those deep connections with the with the divine. Now, when I do Reiki, I welcome all of that energy. And it, it makes it where I have that communion, if you will, with spirit. So on a day-to-day -day basis, if I'm doing Reiki, most likely um, it's just to give me a way to just come down from the day. Because mm -hmm. that's usually at night. It gives me a way to just come down from the day to be able to have that moment like, okay, I've gone through this day, but I want to make sure that I'm receiving from spirit what I need to get me through this moment. And, you know, if there's something to let me know for, if I'm blessed to see tomorrow, what do I need to know? You know what I'm saying? So that's something that is important to me is Reiki. Reiki is at the forefront. The other thing that's always at the forefront for me is when I start my day is I like to pull a card for myself. And that kind of gives me an idea of what can I expect for the day? What can I focus on for this day? You know, where does my energy need to be? Um, so between Reiki, Oracle cards, prayer, meditation, those are things that are constant practices. Now I can't say that they're daily because I am a human being. And so I right. do have those moments where I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, I tell um, my tribe constantly, look, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, right? Mm -hmm. So in that human experience, it's fault, it's flaws, it's, it's forgetfulness, it's I don't want to do it, I don't feel like it. It's, it's all of those things and then some. Mm -hmm. So don't get mad at the human part of you for doing what it does. It's human. So allow yourself to just be and go with what feels right and aligned. If you didn't do all those things or one of those things in that day, it could be that maybe you just didn't feel called to, you know, because I went through a period where I wasn't pulling cards or doing Reiki. And it was kind of like, my ancestors were saying, okay, we don't need you to do that right now. Right now, just talk to us. Just talk. That's it. I don't need you to do any of those things because you can still hear us even if you don't have that. So it's giving yourself and allowing yourself to be open to the possibilities of receiving what you need in a myriad of ways. You know, it could be 
you know, go and pour yourself a thing of water and drink it and let the water purify and give thanks for the water when you're done. And that is your spiritual practice for the day. It can be something so simple. We don't need to overcomplicate it. So my day to day is more of I just flow with what the energy brings to me for that day. And and that's it. I when love that spiritual practice. I love that. I love that. Like everything you just said is the whole reason why I created the brand spiritually inspired because I, I believe that as well. Like something as simple as drinking water can be spiritual or waking up is spiritual. Like everything can be infused with the spiritual practice. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not fun to do the more complicated rituals now and then (laughs) and that they don't have their place, but it, to be a a modern mystic or a mystic at all really is to, have it in your everyday life. And, and that's true in organized religion too. Like they always talk about having God with you all the time. Um, yeah. And now we, we say something similar. Now we just don't use the same phrase, but it's like your spirituality is always with you. Your ancestors spirit, however you want to phrase it is always with you in every moment. So it doesn't really matter yeah. what you do. And what I like to tell people is this, if we would get ourselves to the point where we realize, even when we start thinking about like the chakras, we have those energy centers for a reason. They're all those interconnecting things that keep the spiritual part of our human existence intact, basically. And so look at yourself as a living, breathing, walking, talking temple. So God is always with you because you are the temple, you are the church, you are the mosque, you are the whatever building you wanna put with that, you are that. So when you put it in that sense, you don't have to go searching for, oh, I have to go do this or do it this way or do it that way. You're always in the presence of the divine because you are a divine being. Absolutely, well said. Well said. I totally agree. How did you find Reiki? I found Reiki actually through um, my, (coughs) excuse me, my spiritual business coach. She was talking about Reiki and she was describing it. And I was like, that sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I was talking with, um, a friend of mine, or we were becoming friends, and I didn't know this, but she was a Reiki practitioner. So right as I learned about Reiki and I thought, that's interesting, I would love to know more about that. My friend offered to give me a session because she was doing something for one of her courses that she was taking. um, And she incorporated other things with it. But nevertheless, she gave me a Reiki energy healing session and it was distance. And I kept wondering, well, if we're not in the same place, because you're in like North Carolina and I'm in Georgia, how is that supposed to work? But I was like, I'm going to keep open mind. And she gave me a session. I felt that like it pinging through my body as she's doing whatever she was doing, because I did not know, but I just, I could feel it just really pinging through my body. And I got the best sleep that night when she was done. I was like, okay, this is amazing. (laughs) I want to know more. So I started looking it up. 
I started looking for places to learn it. I'm like, wow, I had one session and I'm hooked. I want to do this. Like, this is something that is so good. I had no intention or thought that it would be something I'd be doing for a living. I just thought I was going to learn it and be done. Nope. But you had other plans. Yes, absolutely. So I go and I look for someone to teach me Reiki. I, I found a few places and I was like, I don't know about that. So I, I did a very thorough search until I found this beautiful woman, this beautiful goddess who lives in Australia, who taught me Reiki. <laughs> what is her name? Uh, Melissa Crowhurst. No, that's who I learned Reiki from too. <laughs> oh my God. A cosmic connect. I knew it as soon as you said Australia. I was like, oh, she knows. She's talking about Melissa. She is a beautiful goddess and so knowledgeable. She is. Yes. She is. Mm-hmm. And she has such great information in the way that she teaches Reiki. Yes. And mm-hmm. I love the way she teaches it. I love the way she, her presence is. It's, it's like, it's, Oh, I just, I love her. So, yes. oh, I'm so happy. I'm so I know. happy. That, that is why we got guided is, together. Yes. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's so divine. I'm like. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. Yes. That's I learned so everything about Reiki from her. Um, and <gasps> she, I love how she does things in like such manageable terms, you know, because it's so hard yeah. to talk about ambiguous things like Reiki where you, it's, it's something you feel and it's hard to talk about it, but she does. And she's taught people all over the world. It's that's so cool. I love it that. Is. I love it. I love it. I love it. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. We're Reiki siblings. <laughs> yeah, we are. We got the same mama. <laughs> yeah. We have the same lineage. Absolutely. That's yeah. so cool. I love that. So you, uh, went through all of her courses and now you're a practitioner mm-hmm. yourself. Do you do mostly yeah. distance now or how does, how is your practice looking? Yeah. Most of it is distance now, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I would really love to do some more in person, but mm-hmm. the funny thing is as I started doing more distance, I've actually been feeling more connected to it, which is weird, but at the same time, not, mm-hmm. um, I would love to do some in-person. Um, I've been trying to figure a way to do that because, you know, I practice out of my home and I don't really have the space for that, you know, in my home. Um, but I'm trying to think of ways that that will happen. But I've kind of just put that in the hands of the divine to say when it's time, it'll happen. But for now, Absolutely. I just do distance and I teach. So that's what I do. Excellent. Yeah, I know a, a lot of uh, hands-on Reiki practitioners changed a lot in the last couple of years from person yeah. to to distance, which is great because Reiki knows no time or boundaries, so it's fine. No. But it, it, yes. it is something magical to be able to work with someone in close proximity. Yeah. I don't know about you. I don't want to speak for you, but for me, when it's when things are tangible, when something is directly in front of me, it helps me a lot. So I have a, I don't have it right now with me, but I have like a little teddy bear that I use for my sessions and it helps. It's like my surrogate Reiki and that helps a lot because I can better visualize, even though I'm looking at my client on the screen on zoom, I can be like, Oh, well, here is your sacral chakra. I'm going to put this crystal here. So it is just helpful to have something tangible. You know, it's so funny that you said that 
I remember the, the first time that I taught Reiki, I actually was doing a demo on a teddy bear. <laughs> so the fact that you said that, I'm like, man, she and I are just like little soul sisters here. Yes, absolutely. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I and the, the woman I interviewed last week for Awakening Stories had a teddy bear in her background. I was like, oh, we both have teddy bears. She's like, oh, it's my Reiki bear. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> so I love yeah. that. Yeah. That is so awesome. So it's in a my whole little, tribe of us now. <laughs> yeah. And my, my teddy bear has little angel wings on her back. I don't know if you can see it's quite overexposed, but she's got little angel wings. So she's like a little angel oh. bear. I know. Oh, I love it. So cute. That's totally off topic from you, but <laughs> but that's Oh, please. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I love teddy bears. I have a lot of them. I do too. I have a problem. <laughs> Because I have a, an 11-month-old baby right now. And I'm always like, oh, here's a unicorn for Evelyn. Here's a little teddy bear for Evelyn. And my husband's like, is it really for Evelyn? I'm like, no. Right. I just think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got me. But it's fine. I'm getting it anyway. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what does the term spiritual awakening mean for you when you're t telling it to other people? Oh, that's a good question. Um, spiritual awakening to me is when that light bulb goes off in your head to let you know that there's something more for you, that there's there's more to your life, there's more to your story, there's more within you. Um, spiritual awakening is that that I've been asleep and now I'm like, ah, I'm up and like I'm, I've been asleep for a long time, like Sleeping Beauty, and now I'm looking around and suddenly the world is different because I'm seeing it differently. Um, because I know when I went through mine, the way I looked at the world before and the way I look at the world now is very different. Um, mm -hmm. I now understand when in the Bible it says, be not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. Every day should be the opportunity for your mind to have a renewal, to see something that you never saw before, to experience something you didn't experience yesterday, to learn something that you did not know before, to obtain more knowledge and understanding of what your purpose in this life really is. So to me, that encompasses what a spiritual awakening is all about. Absolutely. Like waking up, awakening, realizing there's more. I think that's why yeah. we all are inclined to travel to the path of God because God is what is more. Yes. Absolutely. The source. The source, exactly. The source, the source of all. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, thinking of it on those terms, you know, we throw out the terms co-create a lot. Yes. So what, yes. what we don't really talk about is the fact that who are we co-creating with? We were created to co-create with God, the divine. We are the extension of the creator. So within us is the ability to create whatever it is that we feel called on the inside to create for ourselves. That could be abundance in all forms, whether it's abundance of love, abundance of money, abundance of material things, abundance of um, just 
more of of God, you know, whatever it is. So thinking of ourselves as being in this co-creative dance with God, with spirit, with our ancestors, with our spirit guides or angels, whatever word you like to use, that is what that co-creation is all about. It's not just about you. It's about who you represent. It's what I always say is remembering who you are and whose you are. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. I love that. that. And that's so true because we don't necessarily contemplate what the source is personified once we're not an organized religion anymore. Because obviously in all sorts of organized religions, source is personified. Not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them. Like There's like a human form. Usually there's a gender assigned to them and and they Mm -hmm. say things. they, They speak in English and do whatever. But that's not really <laughs> that's not really what <laughs> spiritual source is all about. It's more of an energy, a love energy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A love, a compassion, patience, mm-hmm. understanding. Yes. Um, I, and you could go through all of the chakras, all of the, the characteristics of the chakras from the root of security and groundedness the sacral of creativity and passion and fire and and not fire um flow and beauty emotions to the solar plexus of confidence and personal power and identity to the heart of compassion forgiveness love self-love to the throat of truth of purpose of um authenticity to the third eye of vision imagination to the crown of the divine and being reigned in from that special part in that portal in your head where the spirit enters into your temple which is your body so yes all that and then some (laughs) and then some ah love that that was beautiful a nice beautiful rundown of all the chakras there for you if you needed a little reminder (laughs) well i mean because we have to understand there's that is why in that in the hindu practices when they this is why they put those things in place and talk about them in the way that they do because they serve a purpose it's all about connecting us to the divine we are divinely connected and that is a reminder we constantly need to hear mm-hmm. i totally agree it's so easy to forget about your divinity and your spirituality yeah. and again that's one of the reasons why i do what i do here with spiritually inspired is that i don't ever want you to forget every moment of every day can be divine absolutely and that is so beautiful, the work oh, that you're doing. Thank you. I think the work that you're doing is beautiful, too. That's why I was excited to connect with you again. <laughs> someone once told me that, or asked rather, not told me, but they asked, like, if there's spiritualness in every single moment, does that make it less special? Because that's kind of, that kind of, in my opinion, is rooted in the idea from organized religion that God is far away from you. You know, like God can right. only be reached through somebody else. But in my opinion, that's kind of a believing that it's kind of akin to can I tell someone I love them too much? Does that make the love less special? Obviously, mm-hmm. both of those answers are no. What What do you think? Right. Well, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. So with a relationship, 
every day there should be something that you're doing to keep the relationship fresh. The relationship with yourself and with the divine, those are interconnected. So to me, no, you can't have too much of it. You can't overdo it. It can't be, well, it's less special. No, there. it's something new every day. That's like I said, when you wake up and it's the renewing of your mind, it's the re renewing of all parts of that. Um, that relationship, keeping it fresh, understanding, you know, going back to what made you fall in love to begin with? What was that moment that made you happy? What was that part where you had the chills and you just couldn't wait to do it again? Whatever the it was, whether it's picking up Oracle cards and learning Reiki, picking up tarot, um, meditating, chanting, what was it? And just keeping that at the forefront, it'll always be new because there's always something. <laughs> right. Because the layers there's always stop. something to learn about. Exactly. Just like every day it's an it's a new thing. But only you can determine whether that new thing is revealed to you or not. Cause you can get stale and stuck and you don't see anything new. But if you stay open, you'll see it, you'll feel it, you're experience you'll experience it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is definitely something new and exciting every day. <laughs> definitely. So, so um, what has surprised you the most while you travel through your spiritual journey? What has surprised me the most is I'm capable of doing more than I ever thought that I was. That part. That part. Say it knowing. louder, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capable of doing more than I, I ever envisioned myself to do. You know, I always considered myself somewhat strong, but I, I knew that <laughs> I didn't always feel that way. Now I feel so much more empowered. I, I understand now um, my role in this great big world. Um, and it's just, yeah, I feel stronger. I feel more empowered. I feel that now that's not to say I don't have my weak moments, you know, or if we want to use the word weak, which I don't really want to, but that's the only word I could think of right now, right. but it just doesn't, it's, it's different. It's different now that connecting with myself and understanding really who I am. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That is what co-creating teaches you is that you are empowered and you can do whatever you're capable you're able if you can wish it you can do it <laughs> kind yeah. of a mindset that's how i try to live my life for sure absolutely try to be empowered and capable and strong and and i agree with you the word weak kind of has all this negative connotation i don't want to relate to but at the same time i understand what you mean where there's no really other word for it where disempowered is probably the best the second best there word. But, yeah. That. I don't know. I still don't, I still don't really like that, but <laughs> maybe it's because I don't want to feel that way. That yeah. So. Well, I mean, nobody wants to, but right. again, going back to what I said about being in this human experience, they're going to have, you're going to have those moments. Um, it's just, what do you do when those moments come up? That's the difference in the walk. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. So, well, I have a question because I'm nosy and then a question that I like to close on. <laughs> okay. 
So what is your favorite Oracle deck? What Oracle cards do you use? Oh man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I, I have so many. Um, don't I don't know if I have, a, <laughs> I don't know if I have a particular favorite. I have some that call to me more sometimes than others to use them. Um, as of late, because of what I've been teaching, um, this deck has been calling to me and that's the sacred, sacred journey. journey. Beautiful. Oracle I can tell deck. it's well loved. Yes. I <laughs> use it quite often. <laughs> so that is the card. These are the cards that seem to have been calling out to me more um, because of what I've been teaching. Do you want me to pull one for us? Oh, I would love that. Please do. Thank you so much. This is going to be for all of our highest good. What do we need to know in this moment? What do we need to remember? Ooh, I like the word remember. That came to my mind. What do we need to remember? Mm, how beautiful. Nurture. Nurture. Wow, look at that card. It's gorgeous. Got a beautiful golden mandala on it. Right? I love it. Yeah. I love it too. And it says, forgive your imperfections and allow yourself space to evolve into a butterfly. Forgive your imperfections and allow yourself space to evolve into a butterfly. That's super fitting to this whole conversation. You know, circling back to um, when you're talking about how we're human and we make mistakes and we're in this life to transform and change and grow. It's very fitting for our conversation yeah. here. And I'm getting chills. <laughs> <Spirit> chills. <laughs> Not because it's negative 25 degrees outside, but spirit chills. <laughs> and it is right. that, by the way. That's what my phone says. So I a final question that I love to ask all women that come onto Awakening Stories, which is what would you tell your younger self about your spiritual awakening or your spiritual journey? What I would tell my younger self, and this would be just my of the journey period, you don't have to know everything right now. You don't have to have all of it figured out. You can take your time and allow the the universe to send you what you need for that particular moment. Stay in that moment. That's what I would tell my younger self. Cause I was in such a hurry when I was younger. <laughs> right. Yeah. That I mean, a lot of parents are so slowing down, figuring it out when the time is right is very yes. important. Very, Absolutely. very important. <sighs> you have such a beautiful calming energy. That's why I can tell you <laughs> practice Reiki a lot. <laughs> Everyone tells me that. And you know what? I'm like, I, I'm thankful because <laughs> it's just humbling when people say that to me. So thank you. Thank yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely. How about uh, you let us know where we can find you if we want to book a session with you? How can we do that? Um, the best thing that you can do is actually go to my Instagram if you're on Instagram. Um, and I'm Allison Rozelle everywhere. So you know, it's going across the screen. <laughs> Just go there. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook, Allison Rozelle. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I have my link tree there. And you can go in, you can book services, you can purchase a course, whatever I have available that you feel um, aligned and resonant with taking part of, it's there for you. 
awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. What a beautiful conversation. And thank you so much for pulling the beautiful card for us that we all needed to remember. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for inviting me. This has been so beautiful. I'm just, I'm so happy. And it's just, I'm still stuck on the fact that we both have the same masters inside. Like I know. (laughs) That is so cool. I love having met somebody else with the same lineage. So it's absolutely a divine connection. It it. is. Thank you so much for this space. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you.